I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbelly podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. You're about to listen to a Sue Clinch production. I should warn you, the following is not suitable for children. There's a lot of fucking swearing and stuff. To be honest, it's deeply inappropriate. And I actually think pretty fucking rude. Enjoy the show. Hope it gives you some comfort. I am a man. And a man is who I am. Hello, my darlings. Welcome back to Anna Man's Bedtime Anecdote. Just a little story for you to help you get through these difficult times from me, a very experienced actress, probably one of the most experienced actresses you'll meet, just not necessarily with acting. Now, oh, oh yes, Sue told me I had to say, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? I absolutely adore that. I really do. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it refers to. I Oh, it's Star Wars. Sue just said it's Star Wars. Of course, of course, because of the saying, um, may your force be... be." I love Star Wars. I really do. I've never fully got through one of the films, you know. But what I've seen, a lot of potential, I think. We actually did... Um, a lot of people were asking about this. You may remember I mentioned at the Chichester Festival, Sir Philip Squires and I did... Um, Empire Strikes Back, the musical. It's getting kind of cold out here, but Amari got me lightsaber, you remember. But there's bound to be some laughter when he tells him he's his father and the Empire Strikes Back. You remember, darlings, you remember. Anyway, a lot of people were asking about the sequel we did to that, because it went down very well, which was amazing, because it was terrible. We did a sequel the following year. We went through all the Star Wars films. As I say, we didn't watch them particularly, but the one we landed on was one called The Phantom Menace. I don't know if Star Wars fans are aware of this one um i think it's meant to be one of the best but anyway we we watched we sort of watched some we tried to get our heads around it and then we we never ended up putting the play on because we couldn't quite understand what was going on but anyway here we go i did this on my saturday show last saturday just a little um a little rendition of it from the opening scene um so here we go the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation. Just imagine a hundred dwarves on stage right now, all like with different planets for heads, you know, and um, spaceships and stuff. The Trade Federation! There's a blockade on the planet, 
and it's stopping the queen from... There's two Jedis trying to stop it, but they're also ambassadors from the Council of the... It's so very complicated. Who is that talking to those Chinese aliens? And don't forget about the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation. And it goes on, you know, the Trade Federation, that just repeats for a good sort of 20 or 30 minutes. And then finally, at the end of the song, oh, hang it all to blazes, because this order's got two lasers, and we's are gonna die. I mean, it wasn't great. As I say, we never got past dress rehearsal. We never got to dress rehearsal. Now, tonight's anecdote, enough about that rubbish. Tonight's anecdote is once again um, brought to you with the help of my dear friend Alex Worrell, a wonderful writer who has helped us put some of these anecdotes to paper, you know. It's not all going to be him, don't worry. I will be bringing some more in, but I thought he did some great work putting together a bit of my biography. So let's see how he's done this time. This is a wonderful story I told him and he put it into words. So here we go. We're going to be talking about some very big subjects. Sexism, which is a big bugbear for me. The environment... Extinction Rebellion gets a mention, because I love it. I love what they're doing, I really do. And Homemade Chutney, which again is sort of up there. But the theme is very much self-control, really, because isolation, it's all about self-control, isn't it? It's very hard, you know, can you say no to chocolate? I can. You say no to chocolate. I say no chocolate, then I eat it. I say no to staying up too late. You know, I'm always in bed by 3 a.m., I say no to alcohol, no to the drugs. Um, again, I say it and then I do them. But one thing I can't say no to is a good old go on Medal of Honor. I don't know if you like that. I love the Xbox. I really do. Take that, you Nazi scum. Now, this story takes me back to the time that Sue Clinch, my best friend, she's not well, and I were invited to play in a celebrity golf tournament. Someone, some John Alumo or some other lump had dropped out and the organisers phoned me up and asked if I'd like to take his place. And did I have a caddy? Well, naturally, I said yes to it. If you get a chance for media exposure, you take it, right? You don't get anywhere by saying no, unless it's to drugs, alcohol or chocolate. As for the caddy, hmm, well, that wasn't strictly a lie. Sue Clinch obviously stepped in once again. I've seen her carry 12 bags of shopping on just one forearm and a Christmas tree in the other. So I thought she'd easily be able to sling a packet of golf clubs around for the day. She is incredibly strong. She really is. It's freakish. She reminds me a lot of... I don't know if you've ever seen the X-Men, the Juggernaut character. I think if you know the Juggernaut, nothing stops the Juggernaut, you know. She's incredibly strong. She's not well, but you cannot underestimate her physical power. And she's fast. She doesn't look like she'll be fast, but she'll be fast. You, you underestimate how fast she is, you're dead. Not long ago, some little shits on a moped snatched her purse, and she caught up with them in a few big bounds. It was like an angry badger had got onto its hind legs. Below the waist, it was just a blur of calf muscle and support stockings. Anyway, we agreed to do this, so off we went to Sports Direct. We got some clubs. Sue wanted a tent, so we got a tent, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And the next day... There we were, both at Glen Eagles, brimming with anticipation, absolutely pumped, really glad to be out the flat, if I'm honest. It really started to stink. All the press were there. Literally every press was there. 
and while I posed with my new putter, Sue wangled a tent pole in the air, and it felt like, yeah, we're living our best lives here, you know, but the good times have to always come to an end, sadly. When we meet the person we're going to be doing the course with, it was none other than Jim Ratchet. I don't know if you're aware of his work. He was sort of the original Jason Statham, if you know what I mean. Tough, bald, aggressive, fast, furious, and you know. I thought being both actors, we'd bond straight away. I opened up with a little Bill Shakes, you know, Shakespeare. He looked at me like I guffed from the off. I, j I just got that sense that he was looking down on us, you know. I thought he was better than us, all Hollywood, you know. Sue had gaffer taped the clubs to her back to save lifting them on and off the buggy, and he teased her for that. It was bullying. It really was. It was a very rude, because Sue had prepared a lovely spread of chunky doorstop ham and egg mayo sandwiches with tuna for all of us, and she'd done some take-home ramekins of her homemade chutney. I mean, and he just threw the whole lot in the bin. Not even a thank you. I could feel myself getting really angry, you know, really winding me up. I don't like actors who look down on other actors, even Terry Towers, who couldn't help it because he was massive, tallest man in showbiz. Anyway, we get to the first hall. The atmosphere is very sour. Jim, who's very good at golf, whacks his ball, right, miles down the pitch he turns and he gives me this real smug look you know yeah all right mate try performing Macbeth to 300 people with a bad case of the trots then you can give yourself a pat on the back I cry I can see why men love golf it's just like going for a walk and metaphorically clubbing things to death with a big penis extension that's all it really is right then I wanted to just put that fucker in his place so I get up to the tee and I copy exactly what he does I spread my legs apart I give my bum a little shake carefully grip the shaft I'd fully committed to this utterly committed I was locked in mentally and physically because my heels had sunk into the grass very difficult to get out of that anyway I'm thinking I'm about to fucking shame you Jim Ratchet I slowly raise the club then with every fibre in my being I bring it down with the fury of Boudicca the club whips down and flies out of my hand, spins at speed right at Ratchet in his golf course, ricochets off the front bumper, rubber handle flies up towards his face and clips him on the side of the head. I won! I scream, I bloody won! I jump up and down, absolutely ecstatic, obviously leaving my heels still in the grass. It felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like we were in cool runnings. But I, I felt Jamaican. Does that make sense? I hope that's not racist, but I felt incredibly Jamaican. Turns out you don't get any points for that. He was furious. He was absolutely furious, screaming at me. You can't play golf, he screamed, and you're dressed like a hooker. Well, you just don't speak to people like that. You don't. He gets in his golf buggy, shoves his foot down flat on the accelerator. Off he goes, but the wheels are just spinning on the grass. It's going nowhere. Why? Because Sue is gripping onto the back like an angry pit bull. I told you she was strong. Then she pushes the golf buggy towards a steep drop with a big pond at the bottom. He's working the steering wheel, doing all the tricks to try and get free. Be not in the movies now, pal. You've crossed Sue Clinch. With a final grunt, she tips him over the precipice, his caddy going flying down the slope, the buggy splashing into the pond below. I grab the doorstep ham and egg mayo sandwiches, which are rock hard, because Sue actually made them three weeks previously. Using my new golf skills, I start whacking them down at Ratchet. Suddenly, a horde of seagulls appear, and he's met with a hail of sandwiches, a mob of starving birds, and the whole thing ends in a haze of bread, feathers, and ham. It was apocalyptic and wonderful. Anyway, we were forced off the course. It was, you know, wasn't great, but still... 
We did lose control, and I accept we lost control, both of us. But, you know, you don't put other actors down, right? The second you cross another actor, you need to be really taught a lesson or two. And if that involves almost losing an eye to a seagull, then fine by me. I'd take it. So what I'm trying to say, darling, if you guys are in isolation, eat an entire family pack of chocolate fingers, stay up all night playing Medal of Honor 3, drink a bottle of Bacardi and throw something valuable out of the window like a pet. Don't be too hard on yourself. It happens. It was actually quite deep there, wasn't it? Fuck. Anyway, thank you, Alex Worrell, for your help there with that funny little story. Um, Darlings, we're having next week off the tree sex and self-isolation party if you were there then you already know this but some people are very confused i said we'll be back in two weeks and they thought that was two weeks off no we don't have one week off but it takes two weeks. i don't know i mean i thought i understood time maybe i don't i'm willing to accept that <sighs> anyway love you be visceral be real be brave and you lose control if you've got to but just you know don't hit anyone with a golf club or anything but you know just, just What I mean is, don't worry about getting fat. It's fine. We'll sort it out later. Love ya. Bye. That was a Sue Clinch production. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do listen to her regular podcast, Talking to Actors, every Wednesday, starting again uh, soon. And if you want to be a Patreon, then do it. Go on Patreon. Look up. Talking to actors, Jana Man, give us a quid. We're fucking starving here. Also, you can follow Anna and Colin on Twitter. Colin O Comedy, Anna Man Actress, Instagram, Facebook, you know what to do. And don't forget, every Saturday night at 10 in the evening, you can see Anna live on a new streaming show, Anna Man's. Cheese sex self isolation party with special guests like May Martin, Nick Elm, and that lot. It, it's really good fun, and it's on twitch.com slash next up comedy. Also, definitely follow Anna on her Facebook page because she's going to put some exciting new things on there once she gets her finger out of her ass. And check out colinholt.net which is going to be back up online soon. And there's more stuff on there. All right. Take care of each other. Uh, We'll get through this together. Great Big Owl.com Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they've got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name.